0: Welcome to the Easy Thrills Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm going to be bringing you all things to do with purpose and passion and really encouraging you to go and live the life that you truly want. Let's go and have another episode together. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to the Easy Thrills Podcast. I certainly appreciate you coming on and, and um, giving your valuable time. Um, and for anybody um, listening, um, it is James Arthur Ray on the show, which is totally awesome. But uh, So welcome, welcome. Thank um, you. It's
1: good to be here. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: And James, well, could you tell us a bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, well, I've been around for a while, so um, I don't know how much you want to know, but what we really focus on nowadays, and it's changed because I've been through quite a journey in my lifetime. And and if you know much about it, or if your viewer does, then you know, it's been anything but boring. It's mm. been kind of a heck of a ride. And, and so my approach has changed dramatically over the years to what it is that we do and what we basically do. And you might be aware that research proves that about 73%, 72 to 73% of the people are totally unhappy, disengaged, and just basically miserable in their life and work. And maybe you've heard that. And so suicide rates are, are crazy and, and drug abuse is crazy. And, and they've been even more crazy since the whole COVID circus came out in 2020. Well, we work with people who want to find meaning and purpose in both their life and business and who want to then live a life and build a business from the life. Now, let me let me clarify that because what most of us do, Tom, is we get a job or we get a business and then we try to slot our life in, mm. you know, mm. in the crevices. And sometimes we don't do a really good job of that because let's face it, it takes a lot of energy and effort and time to to run a business. And and let me just say to those who romanticize entrepreneurship you need to stop because while entrepreneurship is a great adventure and it's amazing and I've I've been at it you know for two over two decades it's also a lot of hard work and it's very consuming and so what we help people do is build a life and then a business as an outcrop outcropping of their life that's based in meaning and purpose, if that makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. It's not just about money, and money's great, but I believe we need new leaders in this world who are going to change the conversation, because look at what we've done for the last how many decades in this world, whether you're in Australia or U.S. or Europe, or regardless, we've chased the economy And we've chased the money, but we've lost meaning. And that's proven by the statistics that I quoted just a moment ago, that 72% of the people, according to Gallup, are unhappy, disengaged, and, and miserable in their life and work. So that's what we do. And there's a variety of ways we do that through leadership, through coaching, through online live events and books and and online learning systems and and so on and so forth so hopefully that answers your question
0: yeah and and look really like i um, i've been following you and i mean you know even way back when i'm seeing you on movies and different things so it's like you know you you have really had um you know quite quite the life and I know, mean, I'll, I'll hop on and see lives and you're just pumping out so much positive content, really thought-provoking content, stuff that really is the ripple effect or what's emanating from you is, is really like hitting, what's hitting me and certainly triggering a lot of thoughts and, and, and provoking a lot of thoughts. So I appreciate that. Uh, and so you must, be, you must be pretty busy like getting out after this uh, purpose of yours to be able to like help others. And, um, you know, that must be pretty rewarding
1: it is very rewarding and it's it's a lot of hard work and it's been a rough year for all of us and yet it's been an amazing year too uh, my wife and i my wife bersheba and i sit down once a quarter and we do a reflection on our the vision and the purpose and the values that we set for ourselves in our relationship as well as in our business for 2020 and, and we do this every single year. And we'll do it again in December, where we set goals and we relook at our purpose and our values and all those types of things. And we do a check in once a quarter, so four times a year. And <clears throat> excuse me, all that to say is that we just had recently our third quarter check in, and we realized while well, it's been the most difficult year of our entire life. And I'm sure maybe you can relate to that, Tom. And certainly at least a few of our viewers can relate to that. It's also been the most amazing year because we I'll just speak for me, but we discussed this. We've, I've grown so much, I've learned so much, I've become much more resilient, much more resourceful, and we've had to pivot in many ways from what we were doing and reinvent in many ways. And that's kind of the story of my life And I believe it's going to be the story of our lives for years, if not decades to come, because so many people that I talk to on a daily basis, Tom, and I hope Tom's okay. I know it's Thomas. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just sometimes people are sensitive about, about their name, but you know, so many people that I talk to on a regular basis, whether I'm coaching them or consulting them or they're attending one of our online, now online, events, which we're doing one starting on Friday of this week for three days, are telling me that they they believe that they wish that the COVID circus would hurry up and get over with so things get back to normal. Well, it's not going to be back to normal. It's never going back. Evolution moves forward, never back. And so, what we all must learn to do and if 2020 has taught us anything it should have taught us a lot of things if it's taught us anything is that we're all swimming in the same soup Mm. number one this isn't an american issue or an australian issue or a uk issue or or an indian issue it's a world issue and in a nanosecond things can turn topsy-turvy and we have to get really good at what's called aq which is adaptability intelligence. You know, we live in a world that has primarily rewarded IQ, which is intellectual intelligence, but mounds of research, Tom, prove that AQ, adaptability intelligence, and EQ, emotional intelligence, are far more predictive of both life and business success than IQ ever has been or ever will be. And so, 2020 has given us a chance, me included, us included, to, to pivot, to reinvent, to see who we really are, because nothing shows us who we really are better than a crisis. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can be oh so spiritual and oh so enlightened and oh so aware and oh so upbeat when things are moving along and we're smelling the roses and drinking the fine wine. You know, when, when we're smelling the garbage and, and not getting the fine wine is when we really learn who we truly are. And so, yeah, it's an exciting time. I believe, Tom, that we live in the most exciting time in our maybe world history, but certainly in our life history, because we're witnessing the birth Of a new nation, and 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 I'll speak to your nation as well as mine, we're also witnessing a birth of a new world, and it's not going back, it's going to move forward, and so we have to decide as entrepreneurs, how am I going to bring tremendous value to the marketplace and give people what they need, And, and that takes a lot of deep thought. Because most people don't know what they need. Most people know what they want, or they think they know what they want, but they don't know what they need. Mm. And there's a distinction there. And if you'd like to explore that, we can. But, but again, is it exciting? I think it's the most exciting time because we grow the most in the crucible of challenge. We don't grow the most, as I said, when we're smelling the sweet perfume and tripping through the roses. You know, I wish it were different. And if you ever get that
0: one figured out, Tom, please let me know, you know, but but I haven't been able to. 72, 73%. Like, you know, you you imagine like on the, on the chart or if it was like some sort of like um, rev limiter in a car, like we're up in the red zone right now. And if we were looking at like people's happiness Uh, and that's scary because how much further can it go before the engine blows up? I mean, how many more, I mean, it's a scary statistic um, to think. And then you know, what is as a world we're, we're almost needing to take action to, or, or certainly need to take some action to start bringing that number back down so that people are actually living the life that they're happy about um, live, going and doing jobs that they actually enjoy. And, and you kind of look at it like I meet a lot of people, talk to a lot of people, uh, always asking me, you, you know, what is it that you would really do if you could do anything? And a lot of the jobs, a lot of the things people come out with, they actually could go and do that thing and they could afford to live that life and they'd be blissfully happy Uh, But perhaps, like I met a gentleman the other day, was an engineer, um, and now he's a janitor. Happiest he's ever been as a janitor. Now, that's a switch you can make. He had to lobby the people um, that were giving him the job because they're like, no, you're way too qualified. He's like, but this is actually what I want to do. Um, Now, you know, societally, everyone would be like, whoa, that's crazy. You made it. You were here. But he was there, miserable health problems. And so potentially, maybe we could all just have a little bit of a switch. Uh, and 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 jostle around until we actually get to that place where we actually would be happy, rather than just staying stuck. We all need to own our part. And perhaps someone, if you're sitting there at home right now and, and you're listening to this or you're watching this, and um, then potentially use this as a marker to go, "Oh, hey, bing, this might be the moment for me to actually make that change. It is possible."
1: You very well said. And you know, I, I'll, I'll give you an example. I was doing a coaching session with a, a young guy. I don't know, a couple months ago. And it was an introductory coaching session. And he was telling me he was miserable and he wanted to, here's what he wanted to do. And he made really good money. He was making multiple six figures. He was doing really well, young guy too, in his twenties. And And I said to him, let me ask you a question. I want you to really consider it. If you could do what you love, get up every single morning and be stoked, and excited to do what you love to do, and you do that all day long, every single day. Would you cut your pay in half to do that? He said, no, I don't think I can do that. I said, so then what you're telling me is that you're more in love with money than you are with your own happiness and fulfillment. He said, well, I never thought about it that way. And I said, well, as you think about it now, that's exactly what you're saying, isn't it? Well, yeah, I'm I'm just not prepared to do that. Now, that's a values issue. And here's what I would submit is that junk food has ruined our health and vitality in this world. I mean, some 60 plus percent of people in the U.S. alone are are clinically obese, Mm. and it's a worldwide issue. And and 43 percent, I'll give you some more Gallup poll stats, 43 percent of the people surveyed say they're, quote, too exhausted to perform in their daily work. 43 percent are too exhausted to perform daily. They're dragging their tired butt out of bed in the morning, going to a job they hate, and they spend most of their day worrying that they're going to lose it. Mm. Mm. (laughs) I mean, what sense does that make? Mm. You don't like it, you hate it, but you're worrying that you're going to lose it because junk food has ruined our health and vitality. Junk values have ruined our lives and our happiness because since the time you were small, Tom, and me too, we've been programmed to not pursue the meaning, but to pursue the money. From the time you were in school, you know, you want to get you want to get a good education so you can get a good job. You want to know where the jobs are going to be. You want to go into the markets that are booming. And that's all well and good, but no one ever asked you the question, nor will they most probably, what is it that is your, and I call this your unique genius. I believe that every single one of us came into this world with, a special gift from the creator call it god call it universal intelligence whatever we come in with this special gift and that's what i call your unique genius now you have to work to develop it to to a level of mastery but you have this innate ability and this unique gift and no one ever asked you to find it. What they do is they start telling you, hey, if you're not good at math, you need to study more math. I would say that is the most backwards way to approach life of anything I could think of. If you're not good at math, I say quit, leave math alone. Start studying what you're good at, because if you take the same amount of energy and effort and put it into what you're good at, you can potentially become masterful at that, whereas you're never going to be much more than mediocre at best at math if math is not your thing. But we've got it all wrong because if we, if we become good at math, then maybe we can, we can become a computer programmer. Well, let me tell you, I know computer programmers and engineers, by the way. I've done a lot of work with engineers, as you mentioned, who are miserable. Mm. They don't enjoy their work at all. So kudos to your friend or client or whomever who jumped off and said, hey, I don't care what anyone else thinks. This is my life. I'm going to take my power back. I'm going to live my life because guess what? When I leave, I'm not going to be able to take engineer with me. But what I will take with me is who I am and who I've become.
0: Mm, I like it. And so your, your title is um, Leadership and Performance Advisor, um, which I absolutely love um, the, the the power that's within that um, title. But how, how did you know like, that was it. Like, you know, is there a time where you were perhaps, were you an engineer or were you somewhere and, and maybe not feeling it? And, and did you have a light bulb moment where you're like, no, actually, and I know that you've had a long journey to this point, but um, was there a time before where you were like, no, this isn't, were you stuck? And then did you somehow jump out of that time in your life? It,
1: yeah, well, it, it kind of, there was never a, a blinding flash of light. And I wish I could tell you that your purpose comes to you in a blinding flash of light. That's not my experience. Maybe it does for someone. For me, I I started off my first career with AT&T, and I was in sales. And I was I became really good at sales. I applied myself. I became really good, and then they they promoted me to sales management. And then from there, I became a national sales trainer. And then from there, I ended up at AT&T School of Business as a C-suite consultant for AT&T School of Business. So I was working with leaders on things like leadership and performance, communication techniques, how how to inspire and drive people within your organization, um, culture change initiatives, et cetera. And so so diversity, and that was what I did at AT AT&T School of Business. And so I owe a tremendous debt of gratitude to AT&T because I really got my business chops from there. Now, even though I was talking pretty much straight up business all day in my career at that time, at night I was reading all the spiritual traditions and I was, I was studying mysticism and, and all kinds of things from psychology. My, my traditional education is in behavioral sciences. So I've always been drawn to figure out why we do what we do or why we don't do what we do. And so in applied behavioral sciences, I I was diving deep into that and into psychology and all these types of things. And, And so for me, it kind of gradually unfolded when I went to become a sales trainer and I got in front of the room, I realized I had some gifts there. And it really, it was great to feel the synergy. It was great to get the feedback from the audience. It was great. It was great. A, a great feeling. And I thought, man, I'm home. Well, then when I went to at t school of business and I, I, I still continue to do those kinds of things. And so I realized when I left that I was going to continue doing that. And If you would have checked in with me, I'm thinking back in in 2016, 17, that's when the secret was really big. And of course, I, I was in the secret. It I really didn't niche into leadership and performance at that time. It was much more about personal development. And so, just as an interesting aside, my latest book, The Business of Redemption came out in February, and it's in the business section, business and entrepreneurship. I had to go to battle to get my book with the publisher to get my book released in the business and entrepreneur section, because they wanted to, to slot me into self-help, personal performance. Well, here's what I know, is that leadership has to start with self. And we desperately need new leaders. As I said, and I'll repeat, we need leaders who can change the conversation in this world. And I'm not talking about Trump. I'm not talking about Biden. I'm not talking about Putin. I'm not talking about um, Trudeau. And I'm not talking about those, those individuals who we consider as world leaders. What my challenge is to you, Tom, and to our viewer today is stop looking for leaders and choose to become the leader you're desire, you're, you're designed and destined to be. Stop looking outside for leaders and choose to become the leader you're designed and destined to be. And that's like this weekend, I told you we have an online Zoom um, experience called Leadership for the Future. And the whole thrust of that is how can you lead a business if you can't lead your life? Mm. Now, remember remember back what I said to you earlier, most people get into a business or into a job and then they try to slide their life in around it. And sometimes they don't do a very good job of that because it's all consuming, particularly if you're in a startup or you're really, you know, hustling in your own business. What my suggestion is, is let's get really clear on your life first. Let's get really clear on your purpose. Let's get really clear on what you value. Not what society has told you to value, but what do you value Let's get really clear on the vision you have for your life and your contribution. And now let's take your unique genius and say, how can I use the gifts God has given me and slot it in congruently and harmoniously with the values, vision, purpose I've defined and make a difference in the world and make an impact in the world. And by all means, make an impact in my own world.
0: Well, and you, you said it before, but like, you know, I, I like to talk about purpose and I like to talk about people. Often it's like, you know, you can kind of start with interests, get down to maybe passions. And then if you keep getting quiet or you keep digging, you can sort of get someone down to potentially where they might be able to unearth their purpose, or it might come over time once they start digging into living a life that's more passionate. Um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting to think that like, you know, if everybody listening to this or watching this was actually to stop and seriously ask themselves, have I ever had a conversation like that where I am actually thinking about what I should be doing and where I should be going. And, and that unique genius that's inside, you know, if, if people might not have realized it, it's definitely there. I think we all know that it's in there, that this, this person or these gifts and you can feel like an imposter or you might not want to admit it, but, but it sounds to me like what you're saying is you, you want to lead by sparking that inner genius and carrying that forward and by carrying that forward you're actually going to be living your best life or at least growing and and fostering your best life which other people will start to see and other people will then be able to do the same thing so just by actually you don't have to be in charge of people or directing people if you can direct yourself well enough that will lead to the changing of the conversation
1: Again, well stated. I, I talk about in my, in my latest book, The Business of Redemption, and the subtitle is The Price of Leadership in Both Life and Business. You know, leadership is really, it, it's, a, um, it's a conundrum because most people believe that leadership is the number of followers or the po- a popularity contest or it's a title or position. That has nothing to do with leadership. You know, if if that were leadership, then Justin Bieber would be one of the greatest leaders in the world, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Because he's got a heck of a lot of followers, certainly more than you and me. And a a lot of people listen to him and a lot of people like him, um, but that's not leadership. You know, leadership is the ability to lead your own life and to do so irrespective of the outcome. Now that's a tough one because is it guaranteed that let's say you work with me and, and I was doing coaching with you and I we get, we dig down deep on vision, values, purpose. Now we decide how are you going to bring that into the world with your unique genius? Is that guaranteed that you're going to make the mega millionaire? No, no, it's not. But what is guaranteed is that you're going to live a happy and fulfilling life. And at the end of the day, isn't that why we're here? We suffer the most because we're chasing, you know, the, the mist in the noonday sun. We're chasing those things that really at the end of it all don't matter. Now, you know, I, you know my history, I've, I've been a multi multi-millionaire. And I've had an Inc. 500 company and I've been on Oprah two times and Larry King twice and the Today Show once a month for many months running. And I mean, I could go on and on. I had a house on Mulholland Drive in Beverly Hills, 7,500 square foot estate in Beverly Hills on Mulholland Drive. Was I any happier and fulfilled because I had all those things? No, I was not. And it's a great life lesson. In fact, in many ways, I was less happy and fulfilled because the more stuff you have, the more stuff you have to lose. The only people who are more worried about money than the poor are the rich because the more you have, the more you have to lose. The more you have, the more you have to take care of. And, And so, oh boy, wasn't it great to have an Inc. 500 company? Well, I'm grateful for that. And it also man, I was on the road over 250 days a year. I had a, a getaway house on the big island of Hawaii that I hadn't been to in two years because I was too busy to get over there. And, and so what's the point? Just pay the mortgage. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so on and on and on. So that life hit me hard in 2009. And I'm grateful for that. I don't want to do it again, and it was painful. And yet, I we learned the most pain. And this is going to be unpopular with some viewers, but it's a it's a truth nonetheless. Pain is the mother of all growth. We learn the most and grow the most through pain. And I'll give you a simple example. You know, if you if you go to the gym and you say, I want and you hire a trainer and you go, I want to. You know, I want to get in the optimum shape. I want to get buff. I want to get lean. I want to get strong. And I don't want to sweat. And I don't want to I don't want to get out of breath. And I don't want to work out that hard or that often. The trainer's going to laugh in your face, you know, and I don't want to hurt. Whatever I do, I don't want to hurt. Well, you're not going to get that body that you're looking for then or that conditioning that you're looking for. Well, same is true in business. Same is true in life we learn and grow the most through our pain because pain continually teaches us what's important and what's not important. And it causes us to to commit to something that in the long run is going to give us what we're really going after versus the short term that we're really not going to care about at the end of it all. If that makes sense to
0: you. No, 100%. And and, and it's interesting just to think like you know you've you've I mean that's incredible uh, an incredible rap sheet like your um, cv would be like well you know I'm um, quite impressive um and it, like as you're speaking it reminded me of a quote from Jim Carrey that he he's, I think he said something like I wish everyone could have fame and wealth and, and money and to realize that it's not the answer um you know so that that's an interesting thing and so, so we're all on this merry-go-round, and perhaps we need to hop off that ride and hop on the, you know, the merry-eye-go-round. You know, like it's the, it's the living your own, what your own ride is the one that you should be on, not, 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 um, not somebody else's. But you've been through these hard times. Like, what is it like? And uh, it sounds like you have a natural, um, you know, disposition or a uh, tendency to be positive and find the positive and and think of the solutions. But you've you've had these hard times, and for some that would be enough to topple them that, you know, you, you are at this big height, um, quite a lot of status with that. And then all of a sudden to have that, you know, taken away or, or, or dinted or, or, you know, the, the change, how is it that you've made it through the hard times? Like what is, what is your strategy?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how hard it was. Just in 2013, seven years ago, I was standing in the middle of the desert in Arizona, I was in horrible physical health and condition. I had periodontal disease. I'd lost 40 pounds. I didn't need to lose. I was homeless seven years ago. I was homeless. And you can see now I'm not homeless. You know, we have a modest place here in Henderson, Nevada, and we're really grateful for it. I was homeless. I was alone. And you met my wife briefly, just just a few moments before we started, and so I'm no longer alone. And here's here's the big one: I was twenty million dollars in debt just seven years ago. Wow. So that's a, that's about as rock bottom as you can get. Because someone goes, "Well, I'm I was thirty million in debt." All right, once you hit a certain number of millions. <laughs> Oh, big deal, make it a hundred. Okay, what does it matter? <laughs> I mean, I was $20 million in debt, homeless in horrible physical shape. I was alone in condition and health, I was alone. And so as I stood there, long answer to your question, as I stood there in the desert, I realized I was in serious need of redemption, hence the name of my new book. Now, redemption, I chose that name very strategically because if you understand the definition, It means to gain or regain something by paying the price. And there's always a price for the prize. And so what I had to do, and the bigger the prize you're going after, the bigger the price you must pay. It cannot be otherwise. There's so many people, Tom, and you know this as well as I do, that on the the Internet going, oh, you know, here, make your easy million, three easy steps, you know, download my swipe file or learn how to market on Facebook, whatever. Okay, well, let me tell you something. It doesn't work that way. There's always a price for the prize. And even those who are propagating easy, quick fix, fast fame, secret sauce, are not having fast fame and secret sauce. I know a lot of these people and they're working their tail feathers off all the time. Mm but telling you that you, they can teach you how to do it easy. So, so I had to ask myself some really tough questions and I stood in the middle of the desert. You know, number one, who are you? Now, this question most people can't answer because what most people answer, Tom, is something that they do mm-hmm. or something that they have. Who are you? Well, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a brother, I'm sitting. No, that's not who you are. That's that's a role that you play. Well, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner. No, that's not who you are. That's something that you do. Who are you? And and I had to dig deep. Number two, what are your unique genius unique? What's your unique genius, James? And, and so, everything I've talked about so far are the things that I've gone through on my own, standing in the middle of the desert, 20 million and di- dead and homeless. What's your unique gifts? Why do you think you're here in this lifetime? I have a personal belief and I, I know it. And if your viewer doesn't agree with it, I respect that too. But I, I have enough knowing of this. I believe every single one of us is sent here on purpose. I believe that we're here for a reason right now in this tumultuous, turbulent time in our world. You're here, Tom. I'm here, Tom. Our viewers are here, Tom, because you're supposed to be here. Why? Because you have something to bring to to humanity and to the world that I don't have. And I have something that you don't have. And if you don't fulfill your purpose in this lifetime, I'll tell you what one of my mentors said to me years ago. He said, James, if you don't fulfill your purpose in this lifetime, your higher counsel is gonna kick your ass when you leave this life. And I was like, whoa, that's heavy. But I believe that we all sent here on purpose. And I had to dig deep and say, what are my unique gifts? Why am I here? What am I here to do? Forget what I did, that's history what am I gonna do now moving forward? I look around the world and I, one of my favorite quotes, it's kind of old now, but you might remember when Wayne Gretzky was the hockey player, the hockey, no one could touch Wayne Gretzky. And they they asked him, how are you so good? And his response was, other people skate to where the puck is, I skate to where the puck is going. And so I had to ask myself and, and I've encourage your your viewers to ask all these questions and to dig deep where's the puck going? are we going to to globalization or nationalization are 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 we you know where are we moving in the world where's the puck going? are we going to more jobs or are we going to more entrepreneurship? ask those questions where's the puck going because if and when i skate to where the puck is going i'm going to be where people need the most help need the most support and and so that's what i did in the desert and i realized i had to get my head on and so you know the first thing i did when i was when i was 20 million debt and homeless is i called up my mom god bless her And she's known me obviously my entire life. So she wasn't surprised of the question I asked her. I said, Mom, I need to borrow a couple thousand dollars. And she goes, Okay, son, for what? And I said, I need to invest in a course that's going to grow me and invest in me so that I can get my head back on and get back into a new game. And she goes, Okay, son. And I said, I'll pay you back. She goes, I know you will. And We've been down that road before, but the very first thing I did seems counterintuitive. I borrowed a couple thousand dollars to invest in me, not in marketing materials, not in, in, you know, swipe files, not in any of those things. And there's nothing wrong with those things, but all success, wealth and fulfillment happen from the inside out. And when I can get it inside, then it's going to come out into the world around me. And so it was a journey. Since then, since 2013, I've I've been been at it, and and I'm blessed now. I have the most amazing wife on the entire planet. We have a a comfortable place here. It's not 7,500 square foot. I don't need that anymore. I don't even want that anymore. I was grateful to experience it, but man, that was a headache. Mm -hmm. I don't want that. You know, I just want a simple, fulfilling, loving life, and I want to be able to live my purpose. And my purpose, real simply, it's, it's it's kind of long, but I'll give you a condensed version. Is to is to decrease human suffering and to increase happiness and fulfillment. And if I can do that with one person, you, if I can do that with two people, it doesn't matter anymore. Are you gonna, you know, my largest crowd? I followed I followed Donald Trump um, before he was President Trump. And I spoke to 17,000 people in Toronto, Canada, the largest crowd ever. And I I used to have 2,000 people almost three nights a week, just like that. Well, it's not happening now, but I don't care. It's not about those things. It's about if I can live my purpose and I can live a fulfilling life and I can lay my head down on the pillow at the end of my life, and at the end of my day, and say, hey, I did my best, then that's a, a life well lived. It mm-hmm. really is.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. And and I, you, you mentioned Wayne Gretzky. And it's like, I think there's another quote that I actually have always liked, um, that I, I believe is him. And it was, um, you miss every shot you don't take. And so you, you're here in this life, and you are turning up. And, you know, again, even for you in the desert, but anybody listening, like, what are, we, what, what are we waiting for? Like it, it, we shouldn't have to be in the desert, $20 million in the hole. We shouldn't have to be in the job miserable and or, or it shouldn't have to come to a heart attack or it shouldn't have to come to whatever it is, this, this catalyst moment. We should be able to actually just stop and go, actually, you know what? It actually makes sense now for me to make the changes, not, not take the shot. I might take a shot and I might miss. I might not hit the purpose or I might not live my passion this time around. Um, But at least I should be moving or at least attempting, um, and in my opinion, continuing to attempt until it happens um, to ensure that we actually are doing. And and again, like, you know, we all run for different things. So if we're in a position where I run off, I say I'm a bank manager, I run off and I go be a life coach or a motivational speaker or, or, you know, the things that really speak to me. um, Well, then that might free up my role for someone that's like, oh, my God, I just always dreamed of being a bank manager. there's nothing wrong with the bank manager. Great job, I enjoy it. Um, But would I enjoy being on stage and talking more? Sure, I would. And and somebody else that might be doing something else, the janitor might want to come over and be the bank manager. And so by us all moving, it actually frees everybody else to come into that spot that we've opened up. So I I love that whole thing of like, don't give up, don't crumble, dig deep. And it all seems to start actually with a quiet conversation with yourself.
1: It does. And that's why you know, the number one quality, in my opinion and my experience, of of all of us that we must invest in and to grow and deepen is self-awareness. There's nothing more important than self-awareness. And this is not new. I mean, go all the way back to one of my heroes, Socrates, who said, know thyself. I mean, when you know who you are and you're totally self-aware, and unfortunately, Again, there's research out there to prove this as well. Most people have a very, very limited amount of self-awareness. They don't know why they do what they do. They don't know why they hesitate. They don't know why they don't do what they do. They don't know why they feel what they feel. They don't even know what they feel. And and so self-awareness is very low. It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. You've never been encouraged to develop self-awareness from traditional schooling. You've never been encouraged to to develop self-awareness from traditional religion. You've never been encouraged to develop self-awareness from our political economic system. you're not encouraged to do that. You're encouraged to read, remember, and repeat. You're encouraged to fit inside the rules and to abide by the rules. And he or she who does that gets the greatest rewards in our current structure. But what are rewards? Because every, get this, Tom, and maybe you know this, but every 20 seconds in our world, someone commits suicide right now. Mm. I'm sorry, 20 minutes. Every 20 minutes, someone commits suicide. I mean, seriously? Mm. There's more deaths by suicide than there is by war, terror, and crime combined every single year. What does that tell us about our values? Let me go back and reiterate. Junk values have ruined our lives. Junk foods ruined our health and vitality. Junk values has ruined our lives and our fulfillment and our happiness because we have not taken the time to introspect. We have not taken the time to find my unique genius. We have not taken the time to develop the self-awareness so that I know who I am apart from what I do. And just to build upon one thing you said, why is it, it we wait until, you know, COVID circus shuts our business down and now we're scrambling? Why is it we wait until we get laid off and now we're scrambling? And, 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 and here's the unfortunate thing. What do most people do when they scramble? They scramble right back into the same situation that they hated to begin with. Why? Fear. Fear. Because we, we self-identify with what we do, what we have, and the amount of money in our bank account. We say, this is my identity. No, that's not who you are. Those are things you do and the things you experience. But that's not who you are. You, you are a magnificent, unlimited being having an experience right now called Tom Bell. Mm. you're not tom bell and the guy who has a great podcast and the guy who does coaching and speaking that's not who you are those are experiences that you have you the real you and and i am not james arthur ray either you know that's an experience i'm having who i am is a magnificent unlimited being that has infinite potential And yet when I dumb it down and simplify and identify with the things I do and the things I have, then I sell myself really short. I sell my birthright. I sell my soul. Mm. And that's rampant. It's not your fault. But it is your responsibility because you've been conditioned to do that since the time you were born into this third dimensional reality. Mm.
0: And people are on autopilot. So it's like you was saying, you know, we all just follow the thing. It's the system. It's to teach, you know, learn, teach, you're doing the thing. It's repeat. But then just wake up now. Just wake, take a moment to just press pause even, and then, you know, go into manual mode where you can actually stop, look within, and actually find out who you are, have that moment of introspection, you know, for, for yourself, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to understand if you were to, I, I know, like, you know, if we make changes in the world, we'll... Um, if we went back in time, we don't, we don't want to like, uh, you know, get rid of the good things, you know, your, your beautiful house, your beautiful wife and whatnot. But if you were to um, back in time to your 18th or your 18 year old self and you were to, to give um, James Arthur Ray um, at 18 some advice, what would that be?
1: It's a really great question. And it's a simple, straightforward answer. It's going to be okay. I like it. It's going to be Okay have faith. Cuz it's going to be okay. Regardless of what it looks like right now. And I would say that and it gets me emotional because I have so many people that I interact with who don't believe that. And we have we we're in a turbulent time right now in our world. And there's so many people who are frightened and they're scared and they're at odds with each other. And and the world is divided into white and black and gay and straight and, and Catholic and Protestant and Democrat and Republican and Australia and US. And I mean, all this divisiveness brings fear because when we're divided, we see the other. And we think we've got to protect ourselves. Oh, here's a good one, virus, all right? Well, let me just tell you something maybe you already know. There's, your body is full of viruses. There, there's more bacteria in your body than there are cells. And so when we're fighting a virus and we see it as the other, as the alien, as the enemy, then we live in fear. And so when we begin to wake up and grow up, and realize that hey i'm I'm full of virus okay that doesn't mean i'm gonna die in fact if i kill all the viruses and the bacteria and the microbiome in my gut i'm not healthy And, and there's a lot of research In medicine to prove that as well. You know, I'm not healthy if my gut doesn't have the bacteria and the viruses and all the things in it. And by the way, you know, the way I become strong and resilient against viruses is having my immune system fight against the virus, not by avoiding it, Mm -hmm. but by fighting against it naturally. And so... What a great lesson, you know, and again, it goes back to all across the board, nationalism, globalism, all these different things that that divide us and cause us to see the other and the enemy, and we live in fear. If I jump off and do what my heart pulls me to do, I might die, okay, well, the question is not, are you going to die? The question is, how did you live? Because physically, we all will eventually expire, right? And and we don't like to think about that, but we will. And the questions we're going to ask ourselves when we come to the end are, did I really live? Did I really pursue the things that my heart pulled me to do? Did I have the courage and the capability to move forward? Did I, was I resilient enough? Did I love enough? All those kinds of things, which we tend to not focus on. And I would encourage you to start focusing on. Mm, that's
0: fantastic. Like, I love the idea of going, you, you know, your now self, James, going back and saying, it's all going to be okay. But, it, but somewhat like you can imagine for all of us, our, our inner self at times can be like a raging ocean, you know, like the waves and it's crashing and, 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 and just, you know, you wouldn't even want to be a sailboat, um, uh, you know, out, out on the ocean, let alone just floating, floating randomly somewhere, feeling lost. And yet all of a sudden that advice would almost uh, bring a sense of calm. If, if future me says it's all going to be okay, almost all, all of that raging, um, the raging ocean almost becomes like a calm lake. And and imagine being able to walk forward with an inner calm, an inner an inner set of peace forward. That like that sounds so um, so powerful to me. And so if you were to shoot forward now, you're a hundred, and your hundred year old self, um, James, is is coming to to talk to you now, and 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 your hundred year old self is bouncing back to this moment. Um, what do you think hundred year old James would say to you now?
1: Well, I'll tell you what I I would hope and pray. He'll say to me is I'm proud of you. You know, you, yeah, I'm proud of you. You, you gave it everything you had. That's deep.
0: That's deep. And that's, and that shows that you want to live your full potential. And so it's like, yeah. you know, again, you know, you carry, want to carry forward that same thing and that it's all going to be okay. And, and you know that it will all be okay because you now it would be telling your younger self. So you know that that same message is going to hold true for the rest of your life. Um, but to, for you to actually live your full potential by the seams of it, to me, from what I've heard throughout, is that really that is for you living your purpose and living that life of meaning. And so by 100-year-old you looking back, that's going to be a lot of human suffering that's reduced because you were here. Right? A lot of a lot of meaning brought into people's lives because you were here. And so, you know, that that's powerful on its own. But I, I think, again, it's like shining a light for all of us to do the same thing. So so thank you for actually living your purpose.
1: Well, well, thank you. And, and thank you as well. I, I believe that as frightening as it may seem to live our purpose. We first have to know what it is. And and we can't romanticize it. We have to really dig deep and figure out what it is. And it's not socialized mind and the collective conditioning. And that takes peeling off a lot of layers sometimes. But I think, as frightening as it it may seem, once we get it to go for it, to me, it's much more frightening to come to the end of it all to use your analogy and say to myself, You blew it. Mm -hmm. You had a chance and i'm not very proud of what you've done you you sold your birthright so yeah it's frightening but which is more frightening you know to come to the end of it all and go man i had a chance and i didn't do it i i was too afraid i didn't have the courage i sold myself out you know i became a, a cog in the system instead of instead of becoming my unique god-given self that to me is the greatest pain and suffering.
0: Mm, yeah, I agree. I agree. That's that's one of my deepest fears is, is, not, is not actually living the life that I've been blessed here with. Um, so so we've already kind of covered it a bit, but you know, people listening to this, they might be feeling stuck. They're feeling under a mountain of responsibilities. They're feeling like they're in the cage. It's locked. There's no way for me. I'm not the one that gets to do this or live my dreams or, or whatever that might be. Would there be any tips that you'd say, like for them to actually go about living the life they truly want.
1: Yeah, I I would I would say a couple of things. Number one, and I'll reiterate, self-awareness is job number one. To become fully aware of who you are and why you are and what you're here to do. That's a big one. That's a big charge. Once you do that, then The second thing is, in this disruptive world in which we live, in these turbulent times, I think the second thing is, is that we have to learn to continuously reinvent ourselves. Not out of alignment with self-awareness, but congruent with self-awareness. So, you know, the work I did back before the whole meltdown was congruent with me then, and who I knew myself to be then, and I've just leveled it up, given my life experience and, and the lessons that I've learned. So we have to reinvent ourselves. We have to retool ourselves. We have to adapt, uh, uh, develop the AQ. We talked about the adaptability intelligence, the EQ, the emotional intelligence. Because in a disruptive world, if you don't have some degree of adaptability and emotional intelligence, you're going into meltdown. And that's what's happening with so many people today is that you've got to put the focus where it really, really makes a difference. And that's the an adaptability and the ability to adapt. I think it was Stephen Hawkins who said the true measure of intelligence is the ability to adapt. And if you look at evolution throughout time, it's the species that adapt that, that sustain And then the third thing I would say is, and this is not a popular one, but you need to learn to be happy and fulfilled with less. Because I promise you, you know, I had the AMG Mercedes, I had the condo, you know, I had, I had 11 properties and one in Big Island and the, the big estate in Beverly Hill. I had all that stuff, multiple millions in the bank, 20 plus million net worth. And those things do not bring who you are not, if that makes sense. They won't give you who you're not. If you're unhappy and miserable with little, you'll be more unhappy and more miserable with a lot. Mm-hmm. And so when we can learn to be lean and mean, the warrior travels light, and, and I've still got a ways to go. You know, you can see the Zohar back here behind me, which, which is an ancient uh, Judaic text. It's, a, it's considered to be, to be sacred, and it means a lot to me. It's given to me as a gift, but, you know, that doesn't transport real easily or quickly. Yeah right <laughs> neither does the arm wall on which it's sitting or the return so i got a ways to go here here too but berisha and i have been downsizing and downsizing and downsizing and letting go and letting go and yet holding on to our to our relationship and to our love and to our connection and to our clients and to our purpose because at the end of the day that's really what matters and so if we can learn to be happy with less then then we can be much more happy and fulfilled all the time. Mm. Even when so life you hits you with a sucker punch. Mm.
0: Wouldn't that be amazing? Like it, so even just to stop and think. Like I can feel contentment and I can live an amazing life. If if you're not if we aren't doing that right now, well then like you said, it's our responsibility to do it. And for people to um you know be able to make the shift and and whilst this may be the the a poignant moment in their life where they're like, oh, I'm actually going to go and do this thing. Um, perhaps, um, you know, diving into your social media or diving into your um, courses. And, and, I, and I believe that you've got a few of those different offerings for people. Um, so did you want to share where people could follow along in your journey or potentially work, work with you?
1: Yeah. Thank you. Uh, jamesray.com is home base and that's where, you know, we have online learning system, complete learning systems, we have coaching opportunities. We have free surveys that you can take to learn your unique genius right on the homepage. There's, there's this this um, abilities survey that you can take. It's absolutely free. We have so many resources on JamesRay.com. Obviously, I have a YouTube channel. has over 200 videos on the YouTube channel. I, I shoot one. I shoot a live on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at least once a week and so james arthur ray on youtube uh, official, uh james arthur ray on facebook james a ray on twitter james arthur ray on instagram i'm you i'm pretty easy to find but JamesRay.com is the home-based website where everything everything resides and and we'd love to help and support you in any way we can and that's that's what we're here for Ooh. so please take advantage of it.
0: James, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. Seriously, this has been um, so wonderful for myself. And I know that people are going to get a lot of value out of this. Um, so again, I just really want to say like a massive, massive thank you for, for coming on the podcast.
1: Yeah, Tom, thank you for having me. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. And, and I would just say to you, keep doing great work. The world needs it. And just, just keep it up because um, it's really a, an exciting time. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks so much for listening. Please tune in to the next episode. My name's Tom Bell
1: and I'll talk to you soon.